This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Thursday, October the 28th, and hundreds of people from across the country have gathered for the funerals of a father and son who died along with two other men in a crash near Headcorn. Johnny Cash, who was 44, and 19-year-old John Boy were killed when their Toyota Hilux hit a tree as they headed to watch a Tyson Fury fight on TV earlier this month. A service has been taking place at Holy Family Church in the Parkwood area of Maidstone. The church could only accommodate around 130 people and it's thought as many as 300 gathered outside. Pictures of the pair were also projected onto a giant screen. Our reporter Sean McPolin was there. Many men, women and children lined the streets as the hearse arrived along with the family to pay their respects to the two men who died. There were cars parked all along the road and hundreds of people stood there um, as they tried to get into the church, which was full, full to capacity and was mainly reserved for close family members and friends. Um, after a 40-45 minute mass concluded, they exited the church and made their way down to Maystone Cemetery, um, which caused some traffic mayhem for people in the road. But after 10 to 15 minutes, it was resolved and the Hearst family and hundreds of people made their way down to the cemetery in Sutton Road. Today's funeral service was led by Father Desmond Mbadaka, who knows the Cash family well. He spoke afterwards to our colleagues from KMTV. He was known as a peacemaker from the community members, uh, but he was just a very lively person. That um, After the Mass, he would always wait to say hello to Father. And um, there was this Sunday after Mass, he just... He said, Father, oh, I love, I love the message you preach today. And each time before he goes, he gives thumbs up. He said, you know, that's, he's just a jolly good fellow. You know? How did you personally react, obviously, when you heard? Um... It was so sad, so painful, because um, um, it's not something that you wish anybody. And four members of the same family, it's, it's so tragic. Uh, I felt so, so, so sad. and. Um, I quickly went down to the to the to the to the to the camp to see them and try to console them. I also went to the scene of the accident and I prayed with them. We've been in touch until today when we have the funeral. And I suppose you've spoken to the other uh, family members as well. Um, I assume they must be feeling devastating at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, not really, because um, it's just the, the Cash's family that have been coming, you know, in contact and them. Um, most likely because the next the other the other body will be brought to the church next week for the funeral. So most likely I will have uh, enough time to speak with them and them. Um, and the ones obviously were here. The service obviously was very very busy. Um, how what were they saying? Obviously, were they very? I suppose they were saying people what happened. Yeah, actually, actually the it's for them. They just have to accept it. You know, because it's very difficult to accept, but that's the reality. And um, we just called ourselves together to understand that this was his faith, practicing Catholic, and the best we can do for him is just now that we're in the church, we should all pray for his soul 
and the soul of his son and the order too. Miles Smilakash, who was 25, and 19-year-old Jacko Cosgrove also lost their lives in the crash. Their funerals will be held separately. A 15-year-old boy who was seriously injured remains in a London hospital. Well, our thoughts are very much today with the Cash and Cosgrove families. Kent Online News. Other top stories and tributes have been paid to a motorcycling legend who died in a crash on the A21. Paul Smart won various international races in the 1960s and 70s. The 78-year-old was riding a bike which collided with a car on the London-bound carriageway near Flimwell yesterday afternoon. A statement from Brands Hatch has described him as a hugely popular character, while Kent motorcycling star Shane Shaky Burns says he's extremely sad to lose his great friend. A teenager who killed two sisters in a London park after believing he'd made a pact with a demon has been jailed for at least 35 years. Daniel Hussein, who's 19, stabbed Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman in Wembley in June last year. Police tracked him down through DNA. The mother of the victims, Mina Smallman, lives in Ramsgate and paid tribute to her daughters outside court. They were beautiful, beautiful girls to look at anyway. But they had real... They were real people with hearts. Bieber has left behind a daughter who has given birth to a son in the last year, be coming up for a year. And I'm a great grandmother. And I only met him because of COVID. I only met him for the first time at the celebration of life. So life is going on. There is a legacy. And Nicole, I, I think we grieve more for her because there was... 20 years difference. She had 20 years less than Bieber. But uh, to know her was to love her. And um, there's so much more I'm going to share with you. And you can see her in action. And lots and lots of families have given tribute to Bieber because she was an amazing social worker who was able to drill down and, and do the difference between... There could never be cover-ups. She wanted to see the kids. She wanted to know if there was food there. She wanted to know whether they were really on it. Um, But she would never take her child away unless she tried everything. So good girls. I'm really, really proud of them. At Kent Online, you can see injuries suffered by a man after he was attacked in a park in Medway. Lee Jackson was left with a broken jaw and eye socket after it happened as he walked home through the Great Lines last Saturday night. It's thought he was hit with a metal pole after being asked by a group if he had any drugs. Police want to hear from anyone who may have seen what happened. An inquest has heard how a 26-year-old man died after falling 40 feet while on a night out in Rochester. Rory Baldwin disappeared in July sparking a huge search operation. His body was found at the bottom of a cliff a few days later. It's thought he might have taken a wrong turn while trying to find his friends. The coroner says it was most likely an accident. There's more reaction today to yesterday's budget and questions as to whether the most hard-up families in Kent will actually benefit. The minimum wage will be going up next April and changes are being made to universal credit. The idea is that those who are claiming it while working will be able to take home more of their wages each month. Month, something known as the taper rate. Well, we've been chatting to Lorraine Schultz, who's from Medway Food Bank. We are supporting a number of families who are working and on very low income. So I do think that this tapering is really good news for them, as well as the increases to minimum wage as well that are going to come. And that is going to help to turn the tide of that in work 
poverty um, that we have seen. But I would still reflect on that and say that we do have people now, right this moment, who over the next few months are not going to be on that increased um, £9.50 wage. And even with that tapering coming in, they're still going to be struggling with all the other challenges that are going to be ahead. This is it, because I mean, when I was talking to somebody earlier, they were saying all of this is great. It just depends how quickly it's implemented. Do you think when for a lot of people it is the difference between having a meal on the table and and not? Do you think decisions like this do need to be put in place pretty quickly? Yeah, I I think heating and eating are going to be the key issues over this winter. So, you know, we can talk about two lots of people. We can talk about people who are in work and who have been struggling with poverty, even though they're working. I've been talking to families this week, both partners working, struggling with childcare costs. I think they're still going to struggle. This is going to help, but not enormously. Um, And I did hear... Um, in some of the facts, I think 5.5 million people were benefiting previously from that £20 uplift and the tapering is going to help around 2 million. So it's the other 3.5 million people that I'm very concerned about. They're going to be facing challenges ahead. We've got a 4% rate of inflation, so that's going to affect prices in shops for food. Um, they're not going to get any help with any energy prices. We haven't heard any Anything about that in this budget and that lifeline for them has gone that 20 pound uplift has gone so the most vulnerable people who are not in work many of whom are disabled and facing you know huge personal challenges possibly with mental health themselves are not going to get any help from this budget. Lorraine was chatting to Kat there. Rishi Sunak also announced a £700 million investment to improve the safety of Britain's borders. Kevin Mills is a trade unionist for the Border Force. Yeah, it is an extremely long overdue investment. Obviously, the devil will be in the detail of, of where they're looking to invest this, is this £700 million. And obviously, the, the timescale of which they intend to invest it, because you know we've frequently seen you know, large announcements about money, and then it's spread over several years. So the reality is it's, it's, it's not front-loaded. Um, you know, we, we have to welcome, you know, I represent the, the, the Maritime members, um, the investment in the, the Cutter Fleet, because quite honestly, you know, they are old, um, defunct boats. I mean, I think the last lot we bought all second-hand anyway. So we, we, we've needed that, and we've been banging on about that for, for years, because we've got to remember... The, the maritime don't just deal with migrants in the southeast corner. This is supposed to protect the, the society from, from, from drugs as well. The sad reality is that the focus is now purely on migration within maritime, I have to say, as far as we can see, rather than protecting over 12,000 miles of coastline um, and, and, and the possibility of, of commercial smuggling um, through ports and, and, and smaller areas. So, yeah, it's got to be a positive. What we want to see is the detail. The other thing, of course, this is all wrapped up in the spending review. Um, so you know, we'd like to see exactly what the impact of the spending review on the home office is. Now, normally, you know, they'll announce it and say, we've increased the spending in the home office. But what we've got to remember is when they say that, that also includes the police, who tend to take the lion's share. I'm not arguing that they have an extremely difficult job 
to do. But we, you know, in reality, it means that we get very, very little. And I know that uh, you know senior people I've been speaking to are, are quite concerned about the potential impacts on budgets for the normal day-to-day -day running, the business as usual going forward. So you know, we'd like to see those details as well. But any investment in the maritime fleet has got to be good. But you know, we also need investment in other areas as as well. You know, we we've still got ports that struggle with staffing. Um, you know, we've still got a lot of coastline that sadly we don't believe is adequately protected. You know, we've still got a number of aviation airfields where drops could be made. And again, you know, resources are making that very difficult. So, you know, yeah, it's a step in the right direction, but yeah, we can't wait to see the detail and the time scale. And two seaside towns in Thanet are getting more than £25 million from the government as part of a major regeneration scheme. It includes a project to redevelop Ramsgate as a green port with a new hotel and restaurant at the harbour. Meantime, Margate Digital will also see a new training space created to boost learning and employment. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. The UK government says it's prepared to retaliate if France continues to block British fishing vessels. A trawler has been detained there, but the company which owns it says it had the correct documents. Now, tensions are running high at the moment after Paris claimed it's not getting enough licences to fish in British waters in line with an agreement that was made after Brexit. Well, John Nichols is chair of the Thanet Fishermen's Association. He's described France's behaviour as pathetic. Well, I think it's typical French. Um, they've thrown their teddy out the pram, as always, um, when they can't get exactly what they want. Not necessarily what they're entitled to, but they always want a bit more. So, uh, yes, just childish behaviour, as usual, from the French. It started with the day we started with Brexit. Um, there was always threats from the uh, French fishermen because they wanted, always wanted access to our waters. And I think uh, leading up to um, the eve of Brexit, um, when all the lorries blockaded the UK down in Dover, etc., etc., and they wouldn't allow us to um, cross the channel with our freight, that was all part of the blackmail series um, for uh, French fishermen to to continue access to UK waters. Um, I mean, it's absolute pathetic carry-on. They're now threatening to um, cut the uh, na the offshore grid um, between England and France with the two-way power system and uh, reduce our um, power into the UK. You know, what childish behaviour. If they've been given the licences and the access they're entitled to, and they're wanting more, then we should stand up to them and only allow them what they're entitled to. Uh, no more, no less. And our government has to be as equally strong as the French. We need to put our foot down and we do not need to be blackmailed by other nations. A Thanet man who stole £450,000 from his father will only have to repay £1. Peter Simmons tricked his dad out of the money and spent some of it on a new Range Rover. The 27-year-old from High Street in Manston is currently serving a three-and-a-half-year prison sentence and an investigation's found he has no assets to pay back the cash. 
The landlady of a pub in Faversham has defended her decision to ask staff to be double vaccinated against Covid. Kim Sharrock runs the Phoenix Tavern and says staff should have had both jabs to protect colleagues and customers. Well, one former member of staff claims he felt forced into getting the vaccine only to lose his job as he couldn't work Sundays. Well, we've been asking in our story today, should businesses be allowed to use vaccination status as a condition of employment? So far, 67% of you have voted yes. You can still let us know what you think by voting in the poll. A mum whose teenage son was attacked in a park in Tunbridge has had her bid for more CCTV rejected. Doctors said 14-year-old Freddie Wheatley was lucky not to be paralysed following the assault at Longmead Park. His mum Marie set up a petition which was signed by more than 3,000 people. But the council say the current cameras are enough and will be monitored more. Police are investigating after a corrosive substance was smeared onto four vehicles at a garage in Thanet. They were parked up on the forecourt on Canterbury Road in Birchington when it happened on Monday night. Officers are keen to speak to anyone with CCTV or dashcam footage. After a massive housing development in Canterbury was thrown into doubt, the leader of the council says he's confident it will still go ahead. A ruling in the High Court last week saw the 4,000 home project known as Mountfield Park in the south of the city stripped of its planning permission. Benfitter Harding believes a revised application will be given the go-ahead as the council aims to hit a housing target set by government. Kent Online reports. Lonely Planet has named Kent as one of the best places in the world to visit next year. They've launched their Best in Travel 2022 guide and the county is the only UK destination to feature in the list of top 10 countries, cities and regions. Our Heritage Coast, which is an area of natural beauty, has been praised and is on the list alongside West Virginia in America, Puerto Rico and Canada's Vancouver Island. Well, I've been speaking to Deirdre Wells, who's the chief executive of Visit Kent, and I started by asking what her reaction was when she found out. Completely thrilled, hysterical, you know, you name it, um, whatever the hyperbole is, um, we were it, you know, just absolutely ecstatic, just um, you know, it's a world brand. So, you know, and to be the only UK destination on the list was just phenomenal. So, yes, so, so thrilled. And to have Kent sat alongside perhaps some of the most well-known places in the world. I mean, what is it going to do for, for tourism, for the county coming, for, you know, in 2022 after such a difficult time we've had? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's been such a you know, terrible uh, 18 months for the industry. You know, we have, of course, been the hardest hit of all the sectors. Um, and, you know, as we are emerging um, from the pandemic, you know, to have this accolade is just fantastic. Um, so, you know, we've been working really hard uh, with partners right across the county um, to rebuild the the economy um, after the pandemic. And actually, one of the things I was particularly pleased about was our work um, through the um, European Experience Programme to develop new sort of experiential tourism. So yoga on the beach or foraging, all of that. And our and our commitment to sustainable tourism was one of the reasons we won the award. So I think what will be really important um, is as we emerge from the pandemic, you know, we will be promoting a destination um, that has a real commitment, a real ethos um, to um, sustainable tourism that's offering a year round offer, um, but also gives a real lifeline to the businesses that have been affected over the last 18 months. Now, this is one bit of Kent that's been particularly highlighted in the guide. Can you just tell us a bit about the area that they have said is is worth a visit next year? 
Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's um, the focus is on the East Kent coast, so the uh, combination of our amazing beaches, but also, of course, our fantastic heritage and um, whether it's Dover Castle or our, indeed our cultural attractions. So um, Creative Folkestone and their amazing work have been particularly noted, as, as has the, um, uh, the plans to redevelop Dover and, you know, just the commitment um, across the, the East Coast. But also, of course, our, um, we are an area of outstanding natural beauty. So um, the, the the landscape and, and and our commitment to sustainable tourism has been particularly highlighted. But I think what's really important, this is not just, of course, about the East Kent coast. This is an opportunity for us as a county to be able to attract visitors and um, to spend more time across the whole county. We know, of course, that we've not only got um, an amazing coastline, but we've got fantastic um heritage across the entire county. And of course, we've got um, our wonderful vineyard. So, um, uh, you know, what's really interesting is um, uh, the Burgundy region of France only came 10th in this um, top 10 list. So we're number four. So it'll be fun, quite fun to be able to really promote our wine tourism on the back of this. And of course, the um, fantastic legacy that we had from hosting the Open Gulf this year. So a real opportunity wherever you are based in Kent to really maximise uh, the opportunity because of course this is an international prize so um you know visitors that will come um drawn by the the lonely planet accolade will of course want to be staying longer and exploring the whole county and if you do want to see some stunning images of our county don't forget to follow kent online on instagram as a warning after paddleboards saucepans a telescope and binoculars were stolen from beach huts in thanet locks were damaged on sea road in westgate last week detectives are urging owners to make sure their huts are secure and not to leave anything valuable there and jacks is going to be on the hit list on kmfm tonight the tiktok star will be chatting to Emma Jo about new single Like My Father. The 25-year-old started posting videos during lockdown and now has more than 7.5 million followers and almost 110 million likes. The show's on our sister radio station from 7. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. You can do it by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk.